Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota of Brookhaven has been voted best new car dealership in Southwest Mississippi four years in a row. Come see the difference. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota of Brookhaven, we deliver. Celebrating the amazing people of coastal Mississippi and across this great state who are working hard to make this a great place to live, work, and play. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show. Hope you're having a great day and appreciate you joining us on 103.1 FM, Super Talk Gulf Coast or on YouTube or Facebook or your favorite podcast, we appreciate you being here for this celebration of the of the people who are making this place such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Today's show is a very special show. I have uh, I usually read a bunch of quotes going into the show, but uh, for people who are regular listeners, you're going to get tired of me saying this, but. One of the things that I really look back on my career at the Sun-Herald with a lot of pride is the fact that about a, a year or two of my, of my publishership of the Sun-Herald started the, uh, what, what, the, what at the time was called the Sun-Herald Leadership Awards, and we recognized the top uh, 10 under 40, the top 10 community leaders, and we did that for many, many years, sold out uh, breakfasts at the Beau Rivage and it was just something we we felt very strongly about. But over the over the years, and after I left, the Sun Herald turned that over to the uh, Gulf Coast Chamber, the Hancock County Chamber, the Jackson County Chamber, and the Ocean Springs Chamber, and they continued under the under the banner of One Coast Awards. And uh, I had the opportunity last year on the 20th anniversary of the awards to actually be the uh, the featured speaker. And I talked about you know what was on our, on our minds when we when we started that. One of the things I wanted to do was honor Roland Weeks, who had been the longtime publisher of the Sun Herald, and he was also my mentor. And he uh, I su- succeeded him as the publisher of the Sun Herald. Uh, Roland's leadership and his notion about bringing the coast uh, community together, something that he taught me to do. In fact, after I became publisher of the Sun Herald, we we pushed hard on what we called the South Mississippi strategy. You know, bringing this region together. We we refer to it as coastal Mississippi these days, but essentially the same place. That we were going to be more uh, able to overcome our our challenges and to take advantage of opportunities if we do it together. We can we can certainly be each. Of the, have each of the communities, uh, you know, being competitive with one another and the things that they do to bring people to their communities and working very specifically to increase their very specific sense of place. But when it came to common issues, we had to come together. And one of the one of the beauties of the One Coast Award, even today, so so, so much, I think more so today because we talk more these days about leadership, is that the One Coast Award is an opportunity to do as I wanted to do back 20 years ago, now 21 years ago. And what we continue to do today is hold these these people who are recognized up as examples for others to follow. We want to we want them to be role models. We want them to inspire others to look into their lives as a leader, as a community leader, and be inspired by that, and then seek to go figure out how are they going to make their mark, how are they going to give back, how are they going to lead their legacy. And so, you know, I'm so proud that it continues on today. And um, with that said, I'm just thrilled to have. 
one of the One Coast Award winners this year, someone I had the chance to actually work with at the Sun-Herald, and I love her dearly, Cece Shabazz. Uh, Cece, Cece works with the Memorial Health Systems. We'll talk more about that here shortly, but without any further ado, let me just welcome Cece to the Ricky Matthews Show. How you doing, Cece? Good morning. Hey, Ricky. I am so excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's good. To, it's great to see you. It's great to see you. Congratulations, incidentally. Uh, but, you know, you were there during a lot of the times of pushing this award forward. At the very beginning. Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. Remind people about your, your time at the Sun-Herald. Well, I, well, I worked at the Sun-Herald, I want to say, oh, my gosh, that, that was like maybe 12 years ago. But during that time, I think the most um, pivotal moment for me is that we started Beast Boulevard Magazine. I don't know if a lot of folks remember that, but like it was like Beast Boulevard Magazine. It was uh, state-renowned. We won a ton of awards for it, and it focused on uh, just showcasing the best of the coast. Uh, during that time, we had Katrina. We won the Pulitzer Awards. Our team won the Pulitzer Awards. As Katrina, we led a lot of brand stories. And I want to say that um, that time was pivotal for me because it kind of gave me ownership into what was going on on the coast and then how to tell better stories about the coast. Yeah, I mean, you, you said it best. I, you know, after when, when we cranked up Beach Boulevard, some people said in the in the wake of Katrina, to start a slick publication. You know, why would you do that? Because there were so many other challenges. But one of the things I felt strongly, and you guys with me felt strongly about that, is that we wanted Beach Boulevard to represent what aspiration could look like. And and we didn't want to show any destruction or any we wanted to show the renewal of coastal Mississippi. And uh, you know what a what a great run it was for, for for Beach Boulevard. We had a lot of fun with that, didn't we? we had so much fun, but it's just like I want to say during that time. And and first of all, too, I got to tell you guys, you were very instrumental in my career in so many ways. You poured a ton into me while I was at the Sun Herald, and I just appreciate it. And then um, one of those those big moments that kind of was like a stardom moment for myself and a branding career was Beach Boulevard Magazine. And I remember that meeting. I remember you just saying that, like, again, we didn't want to focus on the destruction. We wanted to focus on progress. We wanted to focus on what was beautiful about our area. We wanted to focus on the winds of our area. And, um, yeah, it just was such an amazing experience and time. Everything I was able to learn, uh, the stories we were able to tell, the people's lives that we were able to uh, touch was amazing. I'll never forget that time. Well, you know, it's interesting, too, that Beach Boulevard, even you know, even today, but certainly back in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, it represented so much of our rebirth and renewal, exactly. it, you know, the, because it was it was where people drove and saw what it looked like and felt like to, to be ground zero for the worst natural disaster in American history. And Beach Boulevard is something that a lot of cities, whether you're in Hancock, Jackson or Harrison County, th they all have their rendition of Beach Boulevard. And it was a uh, it was a symbol for us, and it was a it was a pride. So it had you know Beach Boulevard had a great run. Uh, I'm I'm proud of my friend uh, Michael Sunderman and South Mississippi Living these days and what they're doing to, to kind of keep 
what well, they have their own their own goals and aspirations for their magazine, but still, it's about putting the best foot forward in pictures and in stories of coastal Mississippi. And uh, you know, we were proud to sort of be out there, you know, really blazing some new territory. To be honest with you, because you know, a lot of people wouldn't have done what we did in the wake of Hurricane Katrina. Um, Man, that was an amazing time for us professionally and personally to watch so many of our cohorts go through such difficult times and still serve the community. Wasn't that incredible? It was. A, it was, and to be honest with you personally, it it taught me resilience because, like during that time, if you think about someone like me, I'm um, advertising, branding. Usually, we are the folks behind the cameras. We're not the ones that are kind of pushed out into the community. But during that time, just hearing the stories, looking at the potential of the state, being able to learn about our resources, learning how people, different uh, individuals, triumph, it created uh, uh, it created a need in me to get involved. So I want to. Re- I just remember Beach Boulevard being extremely foundational in me wanting to learn more about my community and wanting to be able to be a resource and telling a better story uh, for Mississippi. Yeah, you know what's interesting, and we're going to get back into what you do these days here in just a second, but I talk about it a lot on this show, that Mississippi, if you go back to the civil rights era, Mississippi really unfortunately deserves a lot of the bad press it got. Uh, big time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think if you go through time, you see that, that, that Mississippi has made tremendous progress. And it's when after, you know, I, I, more recently I talked about it in relation to after the, the tornadoes that went through the lower delta, the way you see people just converging there, whites and black and mm-hmm. and. It didn't matter what religion, it didn't matter what your political persuasion is. When all that other clutter was washed away and you saw what was in the heart and soul of Mississippians, I wish America could see that because too often they want to they want to put sort of this this perception of the 60s on us and we don't deserve it. I'm telling you, we still got work to do. Every community's got work yes. to do, but we've certainly come a long way, haven't we? Exactly. I think that like, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not originally from Mississippi. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. (laughs) To be honest, my family got, my family retired here in the 90s from the Air Force. Um, And then to be honest with you, coming to Mississippi, I remember during that time being terrified to come here um, and being announced to my school because I was really active in my school, being announced in my school that I was moving to Mississippi and everyone like literally was just like, oh my gosh, we feel so bad for you. But once I got here, of course, every every city, every state um, has something, and we do. We have our bones. But like at some point, it's up to us to change change the perception, the negative stereotype. There's so much outdated perception that's going on in Mississippi. And once you get involved, and I want to say one of the biggest, another huge moment for me was getting involved with things like um, Leadership Gulf Coast. Um, getting involved with, I was a tourist commissioner for the Gulf Coast for like four years. Right now I'm in uh, Leadership Mississippi. During these times, I'm fed um, this information that shows me the potential of our state, that shows me the resources that our state has, show me the growth, shows me, show me the passion of our leadership. So it's time for us to tell another story and it starts with us, Ricky. 
Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, CC, that on the in the political realm, sometimes the actions that are taken, and this is not a political show, and we're coming to the end yeah. of the segment, but they they get involved in polarizing issues that, in some yeah. ways, reminds the world that somehow we're backwoods. Uh, that's a really unfortunate. But once you take the politics away and see what's in the heart and soul of Mississippians, you really get a chance to see that these, these perceptions are not warranted these days. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with my good friend, Cece Shabazz. We'll see you after this. and love for coastal Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. We're visiting with One Coast Award winner, Cece Shabazz, an old friend. She, we used to work together at the Sun-Herald. And, uh, you know, she's a community leader. She's a sort of a, a creative and branding powerhouse. Her, her, her stock and trade is marketing. That's why when you get into a discussion about the negative stereotypes around Mississippi, the branding message of Mississippi, and uh, the fact that it's, it's, it, I love the fact that you, you reminded me that coming here from Michigan with your parents, I, I talk a lot about actually the military community and how they're drawn here. They, they, might, yeah. get, they might get stationed here along the way, and, um, and then they, they fall in love with the place and they end up staying here. But, you know, it is uh, the, the negative stereotypes drive me crazy. And, you know, certainly after Hurricane Katrina, I got a chance to see, man, it just, when you wipe it all away and you get to the essence of who we are as people. I had a great conversation. There's a, there's a couple who owns the Jackson Pearl, which is a wedding venue in Ocean Springs. And they came here from California. And uh, she said that when, when she came here, she didn't know what to expect either. And she fell in love with it. And what she, what she said was that the people here, they don't care where you come from, who you are, what color you are, who you love, you are loved. And I love the way she talks about it. I've, I've quoted her many times, but it's just, it's so true. The, the, on the political dimension, unfortunately, sometimes we, we drive wedges and we, we, we put people in camps and we polarize the issues. But I am convinced, and I certainly have had the opportunity to have nearly 900 conversations here on this show, that most people are somewhere in the middle, working hard to get along and working hard to advance the ball. And that's why I love doing this show. This is why I enjoy having conversations with people like you. But um, it, does it drive you crazy sometimes, CC, to hear what people think? It does. And I think that like, um, just even for myself, that we've lived all over the place, just being coming from a military family, I've, I've lived all over the United States at some point. And, at, and when I got here, I just wanted to lay roots I wanted to be involved. I, I, it was the same thing. I fell in love with the place. And we know, Ricky, just because of our background, that our people, the stories that our people can tell, those are the most authentic connections that we can possibly make. The people, our leaders, the conversation that you're having, that is branding gold right there. A lot of times the government can't see. Uh, they're not in the trenches like some of us are. But as community leaders, we are. We yeah. can make grassroots efforts. We can mobilize our community. We can address the pain points. So it's up to us. It's not just that we can't just put it all on our politicians. Do they have a do they have stake in that? Yes, they do. But like so do we. 
Yeah, I wish we had more politicians who worried less about getting reelected yeah. and more about just doing the right thing. And it's hard to do on the national level, but you certainly on the state level, there's a lot you could do. I, I believe that. I, I believe that to my core. And we'll, what we'll do, you know, in fact, I would love to have you back and we'll spend a whole hour talking more about this. And we'll talk about your experience with Leadership Mississippi when you come together with others um, who are focused on yeah, what a great experience. Hey, listen, um, you're at Memorial Hospital these days. Uh, what? Tell me about what you do. So I am the brand strategist and uh, creative services lead there. So I, the big thing at Memorial is I'm leading their rebrand effort. So the new logo, new website, all of the uh, the toning, uh, messaging, that's all my team. It's just been a fantastic experience. Um, and I think personally, just being able to look at the, the health again, that's something else that I knew, learned about the health disparities on the Mississippi coast and being able to use uh, creativity to tell a better message again, to kind of mobilize people to take action. Um, at the end of the day, if you look at like uh, our health disparities um, on the coast, even, it's just like, we need more prevention. Um, so I help in all of that effort and I just, I love it there. It's a great team. Yeah. We're, we're lucky in coastal Mississippi to have really good health systems and in a time where there's a lot of, a ch lot of uh, challenge. I mean, my goodness, uh, mm -hmm. we've had many, many conversations, both with, with the principals at Memorial and Singham river health systems about the challenges they face. I, uh, I spent a lot of time up in the Mississippi Delta. I'm deeply concerned about rural health care and what's happening there big time. I've talked a lot about, you know, why can't we expand Medicaid? Um, people don't 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 want to have that on a, polit a political conversation about that. But if you look at what happened in states like Louisiana when we expanded Medicaid in Louisiana, what it meant, it what it does, it creates... Now, you know, you're saying right now you're saying no to a billion dollars a year. It's not the solution. There's some reengineering that needs to occur. But with 51 percent of Mississippians living in rural areas, 51 percent and Mississippi is very unique, incidentally, CC. And I've said this on the show before that in other rural other states, rural in rural areas, people can't wait to get out of those rural areas. But in Mississippi, people have a tendency to want to stay in the rural areas, which means then that when you look at the healthcare system, we've got a 51% of our people are impacted when we're not, we don't have a, a what essentially needs to be a re-engineered healthcare system in Mississippi. And I think Medicaid expansion is just part of it. But um, we're lucky here on the coast that we've, we've got we've got good healthcare facilities, yeah. and you're you're engaged in in making sure that people know um, prevention, prevention, prevention is really really important. That's a big issue yeah. in Mississippi, isn't it? It really is. Prevention takes action, and then like I want to say for and you're exactly right. If you look at like uh, the Delta and things of that nature. Uh, again, what I'm learning is if we have to put out the message that we can't be so um, reactive to our health, we have to be we have to do preventative, take preventative uh, measures. Um, I'm really excited too about like you know the broadband um, infrastructure that's going to be coming up because that's going to kind of if that if all of that really takes place, oh my gosh, what that can end up help, how that can end up helping in areas uh, like the Delta, just being able to take advantage of like telehealth and things of that nature. But yeah, CC pa yeah, passing yeah. the bill that enabled 
um, the, the rural electric co-ops to, to, mm-hmm. to have responsibility for the broadband initiative. Up, up in my place, up in the Delta, I was amazed, man. You're talk, For a period of very uh, several months, the, the amount of fiber optic cable that got laid in places where never have had fiber optic cable laid. I mean, what, what our state leaders did, and, um, and, and the, you know, when you think of the hundreds of millions of dollars we're spending on getting access to uh, broadband, probably one of the biggest economic development uh, issues we, we will face. It is a game changer. I mean, that is like, that's healthcare, that's our um, economy just closing that like uh, that digital gap for the state of Mississippi yes. is a game changer. Think of the, the number of poor people who live in the Mississippi Delta. Mississippi, if you were to take the Delta, let's take the take take Delta Delta out of our numbers. Mississippi falls somewhere in the middle of the pack in terms of various ratings. But once you add add the Delta back in, that's what makes us come to the end of the uh, the list too often. But if you think about providing the opportunity for uh, you know uh, learning opportunities to give give every child the opportunity to be able to have access to the internet and be able to let their minds run wild, just just think of the brilliance we're going to unlock that may not have been under unlocked before. I'm I'm super excited about. It. I think it's it's going to just mean really, really important things to us as we go forward. Um, I'm, uh, I'm excited about your work in the community. Um, the more you work, I often say that the, mo- the more you do, the more you learn how much you don't know. But working in the community is the same way, isn't it? I mean, you, you, you never arrive, do you? You never arrive. And I want to say that that, is ha- that has been um, an overall goal for mine. If you think about, and this is something, again, that I've learned just by being involved. Like I want to say the state of Mississippi, I learned that we are at the lowest population that we have been since the 1920s. That affects all of our industries. It affects like it, it affects what we're able to put out there. It affects um, us economically. It's just a vicious cycle. And um, being involved, learning about resources, committing yourself, mentoring, uh, just working with, you can't do everything, but working within your your industries to give back to your industries, bringing up the next generation, all that does, the connection, authentic connection is one of the best assets that we can possibly give to our um, our community and to our state. So um, like I just said that, like as long as I can, um, for for as long as I have, as long as I have the energy, I am going to give myself away, brother. Anytime somebody here on the coast needs me, um, I'm going to be there uh, just because I, I am invested and I am truly, I am truly convinced of the potential of our community and our state. And then if I want to see change, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do my part in making that change. Yeah, that is, uh, that's the, that's the one, that's the one characteristic. There are many others I might add, but that's the one characteristic that every single community leader shares. And that is, that when there's a need in the community and they see it, they find they're going to either fill it themselves or they're going to find an organization or a person to fill it. But they're they can't walk away from seeing a gap and yes. and and not 
because the thing is, the more you get involved, the more you realize, the more you build a network of, of people who share sort of the same goals as you in the community, and your Rolodex gets a little bit bigger, and you're able to, you know, to make phone calls and, and bring things to people's attention, and it just snowballs from there. But listen, uh, we're out of time for today. Cece, I can't wait to have you back. We'll talk more about yeah, we'll talk more about Mississippi's branding message and what you're learning from Leadership Mississippi. That's going to be a fantastic conversation. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. We will see you after this break when we are going to be joined by my friend Jonathan Jones from Harris. We'll see you after this. Subscribe for free to the Ricky Matthew Show podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.